Hey, gore friends, this is Story. And Mars. And here we are again with another episode, inching closer to that 50th episode. Mm-hmm. We have like one more, one more yep. after this. And we're yep, gonna be yep. The big 5 half a century. <laughs> it's been a ride. <laughs> Not exactly half this a century, <laughs> but. I mean, <laughs> not literally, but in <laughs> podcast years, in yeah. podcast years, everyone's like immortal. So <laughs> it's been 50 years, still a baby, still a baby, but we're 50. <laughs> uh, so this week we're doing Mars's pick. And Mars, what did you choose for this week? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? I chose Jeepers, creepers, you guys. Jeepers Creepers. Diddy, diddy. You gotta like wave your finger when you sing that. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to. You have to. It's like, diddy, diddy. stay tuned, you guys. Diddy, <laughs> diddy. Waving my finger. Diddy. <laughs> And we're back. Did you guys enjoy that? That little play out? Jeepers, jeepers. I know you did. You don't have to say anything. Did you wave your finger? I hope you all waved your finger and shrugged your shoulders like an old time lady. All right. So let's get into some facts. First of all, Mars, what made you pick Jeepers, creepers? I won't sing it the whole episode, you guys, I promise. (laughs) Um, I picked this movie because I've been wanting to see it for a while, and it's a movie I saw at a pretty young age. It came out in 2001, which surprised me. Um, I don't know. It's really fun, even though there's some a lot of F-ups, a lot of big F-ups in this movie, but because of the, I think, creativity in the performances, you kind of kind of overshot you kind of don't really think about the f as much and it makes it really enjoyable um i don't think you see that a lot in horror movies and i like a good creature feature it's creature um spoiler alert <laughs> um and yeah it's, it's just really fun and even though i'm gonna i'm gonna just preface this episode by saying we're gonna treat this episode like rosemary's baby um because I'm well aware of like the writer and director's shenanigans and his nonsense. Um, so we're not going to give him any more credit than he needs to have in this episode. So just letting you guys know, we are aware of his nonsense, but you know, he's like Roman Polanski in my book. <laughs> Dead to me. Dead to me. So uh, let's get into. Okay, first of all, 2001 was 19 years ago, y'all. Yeah. And I feel old because I'm like, wow, I'm old enough to have seen a movie that came out 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Like, what? 10 years from now, it'll be 30. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I remember seeing that movie 30 years ago. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, like Mars said, uh, Victor Salva is the director writer of this. Uh, and he's a bit of a creeper himself mm-hmm. more than a bit he's a creeper so if you want to know more about him you can uh, look it up <laughs> but I don't know the age range of some of our audience yeah. members 
And although this has been somewhat of an explicit show, just barely scraping the surface of um, explicity, but you know, you can quick Google search Wikipedia, mm-hmm. got all the info you need. Uh, not sponsored, but <laughs> Wikipedia will tell you everything you need. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it makes the movie a bit scarier, in my it does. opinion, which I'll get into later. So uh, it's starring my boy, Justin. <laughs> Whose birthday's today? Whose birthday's today, by the way? Coincidentally, oh, the day of this recording? Yep. I, oh, yep. We should have done a live episode. Yeah. <laughs> coincidental. Look, Mar- completely if coincidental. Know, <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know who Justin Long is, if you haven't seen the movie Accepted, like, <laughs> Accepted is such a timeless film that just, Justin Long, that's all, that's all. Justin Long plays Derry. Um, and then we have Gina Phillips as Trish. We have Jonathan Breck as the Creeper, which, you know, I don't like calling him the Creeper. I call him JC in my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes him feel like, you know, like a person that I you know <laughs> the creeper okay uh sounds like a scooby-doo villain I can't take him seriously uh then we have Patricia Belcher as Giselle I thought she would be an honorable mention because she is an actress that has been in the game for many many years and I know her best from the show Bones um but yeah, she's just, she's done so much work in Disney and like just, she's been all over my childhood. She's kind of that character that you always see in the background, but you don't realize like she's always there and you just know her face. Uh, like Octavia Spencer before she got an Oscar. <laughs> oh my God. And she was sitting and she was making copies and uh, dragged me to hell. Just because, just because. <laughs> just because um so let's get into it oh i gotta give you guys a synopsis you guys aren't gonna remind me (laughs) you guys we just assume you guys seen it it's been 19 years just assuming okay so uh i got the synopsis from google and it says after making a horrific discovery in the basement of an old abandoned church trish and her brother Derry watch their routine road trip from home home from college turn into a heart-stopping race for their lives they find themselves the chosen prey of an indestructible force that relentlessly pursues them and gives a new and chilling chilling meaning to the old song jeepers creepers Mm. and um yeah that's that's what it's about you guys so Let's get into funny, cool, scary. What did you find funny, Mars? Found a few things funny. Um, I have a lot of notes, you guys, surprisingly. So I wrote sibling bickering. I think I'm not going to get way into the acting, but it's fun to have a horror movie featuring two siblings. I don't know if we've done that many movies so far um, starring siblings. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was. They're siblings in real life. No, 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 no. I mean, in the movie. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Because I was going to say. I was going to say. No, in the movie. You're, you're right, though. They are siblings. Yeah, that's true. Not as adults, usually. Anyway. Yeah, so I think that was fun, um, having that dynamic. And I'm assuming, uh, I read that the director, I might even say his name, the director and writer, he uh, did that so there was less sexual tension or whatever and to focus on the chaos. And I think that worked well. And I think they're dynamic. They played off each other really well. So I liked the sibling bickering. Um, Like even the part when they're like doing the license plates for the cars and they do the old childish. Uh, 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 uh. I'm like, okay, you guys, you guys are, I literally wrote (laughs) uh, uh, in my notes. (laughs) Someone looking at your notes going to be like, uh-uh what's this uh so yeah i thought that was funny um they do that a few times in the movie even to the point where they're like um <laughs> like daddy's girl and like daddy's whore or whatever oh yeah it's just, it's just so <laughs> she said mama's boy and he was like daddy's whore oh. and they just keep going back and forth yeah. like it's a game. it's so good um so i thought that was funny and i i made a note of like the old school phone it's just like, oh, wow, back in the day, 2001, 2001, this phone was just, it wasn't a brick, but it wasn't like a razor. It was just like. And did you catch they called it a portable yeah, so phone, I was like, not a cell phone? Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a portable. Um, so I thought that was funny. Uh, the scene where they're outside, the they're in the diner and the creeper is like he like went through their car and their stuff and uh is it berry berry right dairy dairy, dairy like milk dairy like, i think it's it's like a nickname for daryl got it got it got it because his name is daryl so dairy yeah. is like going through his stuff and he's just like he has underwear with his name on it and he's like now he knows my name and i was like why do you have underwear with your name on it though like you're not five you're not six (laughs) (laughs) um so i laughed at that and then oh my goodness how trish was handling this car it made me not want to get a stick shift i was like if it is if this if i ever get into a life or death situation i don't want to die with the stick shift because it seems like it's really difficult (laughs) to handle you know, like that's why people be like, "Oh, you gotta learn how to drive stick. It's cool and you know trendy." And uh, if you're real driving, no, you know what? If someone's chasing me, yeah, I want to just turn the key and yeah, I want to just turn the key, change the gear. Yeah, I don't want to be doing fiddle faddling, fiddle faddling, doing Tetris with the stick, <laughs> trying to figure out how to make it go forward. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Uh, so I thought that was funny. And that's all that I have for funny. That's all I got. Okay. I have some to add, actually. I have a lot of notes, too, but most of my, I literally have a paragraph of F. Yes. Like a whole paragraph. But I do have a good amount of funnies. So my whole thing is, uh, when she told Derry, you know that part in scary movies where <laughs> someone does something really stupid and everyone gets mad? This is it. <laughs> and it's like, I I loved 
the self-awareness of moments like that in movies mm-hmm. where people know that they're effing up and they state the F up. It's the closest you can get to breaking that fourth wall without actually mm-hmm. crossing that mm-hmm. line by having them state their own F ups. And I just, I enjoyed it a lot. It made me laugh. I was like, you know, it really is. Um, tying the trunk down with his underwear <laughs> and it was stained red because he probably mixed his whites and colors mm-hmm. which is probably why he was taking his laundry to his mother to do because he doesn't know how to do it is what I'm thinking um also I I felt like when they were driving past the church for the first time and they saw JC they saw JC throwing a body uh, down the pipe from the trunk mm-hmm. and he just looked at him <laughs> and walked towards him. I was like, this is Norman Bates on the <laughs> studio tour at Universal. <laughs> Stop! Universal think they're slick. I know where they got the insta from now. He literally, it was shot for shot Universal <laughs> studio <for> tour. <laughs> shot for shot (laughs) like if you guys have not been to the universal studios studio tour it's you're on a tram and you're driving past Bates motel and it slows down and you're just looking at norman carry a body to the trunk and then he noticed you noticing him and he just watch you and start walking toward you with a knife. And it's like, uh-oh, you got to get out of here. And that's shot for shot what happened with the, with JC. JC was like Norman Bates. They, man, the universe, I'm going to call them on their ish, man. Uh, so then I have the crow sitting on the car of mm-hmm. uh, when Trish was keeping watch it reminded me of Dead oh by my Daylight. god yes I watched this with a friend and he <laughs> was like Dead by Daylight here and he just kept making noise I was like why are you just here calling like go with your friends like that crow is so aggy yeah um then I have uh JC doesn't look like someone that can sew but he got skills like I just want to take the time out because he's a whole like demon thing <laughs> and he can't even really talk. Right? No, he doesn't say anything. But he can sew. Mm-hmm. He can sew. He be stitching like nobody's business. He is a craftsman and he got like talons for hands, but he can drive mm-hmm. like he is a talented individual. And I just wanted to point that out because. Yeah, I I did not expect. I haven't seen this movie in so long. I mostly watched the sequel, mm, which is I'm really like the opposite. Funny usually, <clears throat> I haven't seen the sequel. Yeah, like usually your... people have seen the first one and haven't seen the sequel, but the sequel came on TV like all yeah, the time. True, so true. I always watched that one. And so I didn't really remember this one. And in the sequel, he doesn't have like those human qualities of like driving and stitching things, and like he's more of a monster. And so I'm like, why is he acting like a person? <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, why is he being a person? He he has a custom license plate, and like, yeah, I want to know where right, right. I want to know who 
gave him a license. Like, can he? Yeah, the custom license plate, though. I'm like, okay, he went to the DMV. He stood in the DMV and waited in line, and no one noticed him. Okay. He took a driver's test. He He took the driver's test. Is he mystical? Can he just make it appear? Is the truck even (laughs) real? Like, I don't even know, you guys. I don't even know. I feel like Brand Daniel isn't real. Like, I don't even know. But that's all I have for funny. Uh, What do you have for cool? Um, quite a few things were cool. I'm going to try and keep cool and visual separate. Um, let me see. Uh, very beginning. Very, very beginning. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the first line in the movie, but um, Derry uh, drives through a stop sign and his sister's like, that was a stop sign. And he's just like, he kind of shrugs it off. And I think that was a good kind of introduction to their characters like how trish likes to stick by the rules and follow the law and um Derry's kind of more i don't know like less he's more adventurous and rebellious yeah yeah so i thought that was a good little opening uh dialogue for us to get into the characters um moving forward the this uh, this is kind of shot as was kind of visual e but when they're driving and this is after they have the discussion about the um the tr- camper um that they're driving behind and there is a shot of them um there's a lot of shots in the front of the car um facing them in the car and it's a lot of play with depth of field so you're focused on them this whole time and they're having a discussion and then Derry starts singing and you're, you're not even met noticing the creeper in the background driving towards them. And it kind of reminded me of It Follows where you kind of have to look at everything else, not just what's in the foreground. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, this being Justin Long's first horror movie, it's actually his first leading role, to be honest. Um, and I think he did really, really well. He was 22 when this came out. And yeah, his performance, I'm not going to go too much into it because that goes into acting. But um, I thought that was really rad for this to be his first horror film. I'm going to say it, the Creeper reveal. Um, it, I've, like I said, I've seen this so many times. I And I saw this at a young age. And I don't even remember my first reaction to seeing the creeper like at this point i'm just like yeah it's it's a demon thing like i don't even question it but i can't imagine watching this for the first time and just being like what the heck is that um and it's just a really well done reveal um because i guess up until that point you just think it's a silent thing and he just drives and you think it's a human and it is not. And I think it's a really well done reveal. It's also kind of scary, um, but I'm going to put that more into the scary section. And I think that's all that I have for, that's all I have for cool. Oh, and of course I mentioned like, I've mentioned this in some previous episodes, including ready or not, but having an old school song and making it creepy. I'm all for it. Uh, and yeah, every time I hear this song, of course, I think of this movie. So that's really rad. And I think that's all that I have for cool. Nice noise. I agree with a lot of those, especially the creature reveal. I didn't even think about that. But typically in movies, 
once they reveal the creature, it's not scary anymore and it turns mm-hmm. into a cheese fest. Mm-hmm. But they revealed to him pretty early on. No, pretty late. That was like uh, mid. That was like before they got into the police station. Yeah, I mean, like compared to other movies, mm. like if you look at movies like Signs, it's mm. literally the last mm-hmm. ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a creature reveal, I felt like it was really early on. Like even in Darkness Falls, we had to wait till the very end before mm-hmm. we saw her face. Yeah. Um. So I like that they, you know, revealed him, and the it it just it didn't take away from anything. It was like mm-hmm. oh. It's scarier because he's a thing mm-hmm. and not a person. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool uh, as well. Oh, can I so, can I mention I, something else really quick? I just thought about it. Yeah. Uh, rules. Um, that's going to be having rules. 23 days every 23 yeah. years. And then the fact that he eats things that he needs, um, including eyes and hearts and all that stuff. So I thought that was really cool to have rules because we didn't talk about that. Um, all the time about creatures and killers having rules and how we defeat it and stuff like that. So just want to point that out to you. Yeah. And I had a question about that. So um, when this starts, are they in like his last two days, right? They actually don't mention it compared to the second one. I think the second one actually is more specific about what day they're on. But this is literally just like it could be the first day. Who knows what day it's on? Okay. All right. That makes sense. So the reason why I brought that up is because I really like the license plate game they were playing where they would read the license plate and try to make something of it, uh, like a word or something or a phrase Mm -hmm. out of the license plates. And it forces the audience to kind of subconsciously always look at license plates for the rest of the movie. And so I looked at their license plate when they parked and it said S I'm sorry, S V M four two one. And I tried to like make I made my own license plate game. I was like save M, like save him mm-hmm. for twenty one. And so I was like, well, he's there for twenty three days, so maybe he, this is like day 21 mm. and it's like saving for 21 um and then you know obviously jc's license plate they kept say, saying beating you but it was beating you mm-hmm. and so, speaking of like beating yeah. you um they don't really they do a little bit of exposition with the characters about why they're driving across country and, and i guess uh it's assumed we just assume that uh trish broke up with her boyfriend and they're just taking the long route home um for whatever reason but it's not really said out loud why she broke up with her boyfriend um watching it as adult i kind of got a vibe i was like was she being abused um but apparently like there's a quick there's a quick exchange when they're driving this is right after the first creeper encounter and um and and uh dairy is like oh what did he do to you and there's like kind of like a beat and then he like says beating you in reference to the license plate and trish kind of like looks at him like kind of like and like um he's like talking about the, he's like oh beating you the license plate and she's like oh okay and she kind of like sighs a relief um so i think that was also a really great 
in terms of acting and directing. I thought that was really cool, too, to kind of throw that in there. Yeah, for sure. I noticed that, too. She totally reacted to it. And she was like, it was like she was about to confess something. And then he mentioned the license plate. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. And then if she was being abused, that would also be a good indicator of why she wanted to take the long way home. Uh, If she's fearful of him, like, following them Mm. on their route Mm -hmm. or, you know, trying to catch up to them. Uh, she would be like oh let's take the long way it's easier to like get lost it's not as busy and Mm -hmm. noisy and you know it's a quiet route so I also have uh, the recreation of the Sistine Chapel under the church and the fact that JC lives under the church was all uh, I like the symbolism behind it uh, because he's like a essentially he's a demon is that i've gathered yeah uh, and he's living under a church which i find just poetic and then he the way he decorates the bodies uh in the basement is similar to the sistine chapel and so it's just a really dark twisted version of it mm-hmm. so uh i thought that was really interesting and neat and I wonder how long it took them to actually put that together. Uh, also, I like the little details that they add in that you don't really uh, think too much about. But, you know, it had to take some kind of work to do, such as the dry skin on the door handle. Uh, when Derry was like, hey, you guys want to get this handprint? And Mm -hmm. they walked over to the car door and it was like a handprint on there, but had, I guess some of his skin came off on it and they're like, oh, it's dead skin, like really old skin. And so I thought that was a good indicator of how old he is Mm -hmm. to where like he would touch something and his skin would come off and they're like, this skin is like ancient, you know, like they didn't say it was that old, but they're like, this is like really old, really dead skin. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was a good indicator that he's something that's been around for a really long time. And also uh, my last one is the, group of crows that seem to follow JC so a group of crows is called a murder and yeah, so I know that. Like everywhere he goes there's death mm. yeah I like sharing that with people because uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting I actually learned it uh years many moons ago when I was reading a series of unfortunate events Lemony Snicket taught me most of my words <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, a group of crows is called a murder. And so we had a lot of crows hanging out at the church. And then at the very end of the movie, where it seems he changed his location, there is another group of crows. And I'm like, wow, so another murder took place. So before they even show you Derry and what happened to him, you have a murder of crows. So it already tells you, oh, okay, he's not here anymore he's gone yeah uh there's the murder so I thought that was really fun uh and interesting as well uh what did you have for scary what did you find scary 
Okay. Um, once again, I'm going to try not to waver into the visuals part of it. But let me see. Ah, going into the basement and finding a body in a bag. I don't like that. I don't like that. thought that's creepy. It's just claustrophobic and just eerie. Um, and the fact that that person was still alive is creepy. He does all his work alive, by the way. You guys, Creeper doesn't, no anesthetic, no knockout. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to take your lungs out and now put you back in this bag. So you back up. It's fine. So that was kind of creepy. Um, Dairy freaking after his encounter and the weird Sistine Chapel area in the basement, uh, and after Trish sees what she thinks is the freaking um, creeper, and it's not, she, like, lays against the door, and, like, Barry, like, I mean, Derry jumps, like, comes quickly to the window, and I think that's one of the most effective jump scares in the movie, I think. And I mentioned it before, but the creeper reveal scary because it just takes the movie to another level um and the whole movie is kind of like a mystery it's kind of a mystery horror because you don't know what he is <laughs> and i looked it up on imdb and it's the last 20 minutes of the film where he's revealed um and i think it, like you said instead of it coming off as really cheesy afterwards it makes it even more scary because it's like okay is this possible to kill him and that leads me into the next scary all of this was done for no reason. Like, he's still alive. He's still out here in these streets. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Um, I, It sucks watching it over and over again and seeing um, Derry and just knowing his fate after all of this. It just, it's kind of sad. Um, but moving on. Finding the couple. Um, so there's a couple that disappeared back in the day. Um, I'm assuming it was the last time he was around. Was that 23? No, that wasn't 23 years prior. Um, but actually, I don't even. They, yeah, it, they said it was 20 years ago that they didn't give like. Okay. I don't know if it was the exact number. Probably, most likely, they, they wouldn't say that like if it wasn't the thing. But um, which was which is weird because I would think because they gave a year. They gave a year. Yeah, it was 70 and, something. Uh, they said 70 something, yeah. I thought. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this takes place in the 90s, which makes, I guess, mm-hmm. sense. I just didn't get it, um, which makes this movie kind of timeless, actually, besides the cell phone, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you couldn't really tell where this, what time this movie is supposed to take place. And um, anyway, so there's a, a couple that disappeared. Um, they like they were leaving prom or something like that and they ended up disappearing and uh, they found their car but couldn't find them and Derry ends up finding them in the basement area um, all stitched up and like preserved and just the way you see like where he cut their heads off and sewn them back on um, it's just very disturbing energy and um, I will give this movie props because you know, this movie brought you stuff that you have not seen before. You cannot say, oh, I saw, I've seen this before. I've totally seen like a a, Sistine, a real life Sistine Chapel horror version in a movie before. Like, come on now. So um, 
kudos to that. But yeah, that's really creepy. And the scarecrow. So after they meet the cat lady, there's a shot of the front yard and they have she has a little cornfield and you see the, the scarecrow that's supposed to be there. And then after they discuss, they talk to the cat lady and they look back, the creeper's just standing there menacingly and i don't like how he was standing just looking at them um it's just very creepy and i think that's all i have for scary all right you had some good ones in there some real good ones um i would like to add uh in the beginning before they have i think it was before they had their encounter with the truck actually um they're going through the radio looking for music and there's absolutely not a single station playing music every single station is like a church sermon talking about serpents and the devil Mm -hmm. i don't know if you yeah i caught uh, that yeah heard that yeah and i was like that's eerie like there's nothing on any station except church sermons talking about demons and what have you so I thought that was um, a really creepy omen that they threw in there. Also, the truck itself was pretty eerie, the first encounter, mm-hmm. and even the following encounter. But I did notice it creeping up on them in the background while they were talking. And they do that a few times in this movie where there's something happening in the yeah, background. Yeah, I love it so They're so busy bickering that they they're not paying attention and it just goes to show that you gotta really like pay attention to your surroundings uh but seeing the truck creep up on them while they're unaware uh and you just it's one of those movies where you want to yell at the tv and be like look behind you yeah and they don't look uh so i feel like that was a really effective scare also the fact that jc was sniffing the laundry and no like, one said anything i'm like so he was, no one said anything well yeah. they were arguing they're bickering again and then they decided to i guess afterwards the waitress was like oh um you know there's a guy outside sniffing your laundry <laughs> like they were talking to the police and bickering about whether or not trish believed dairy yeah. and it's always the bickering like distracting them from stuff yeah um but the fact that he was sniffing the dirty laundry and like and the lady was uh saying it looked like he was enjoying it Mm. and i mean that sounds like a fetish yeah that was i was like that's also a fetish and given like the background of the Mm -hmm. director and writer i was like "Mm, that makes it extra creepy like Mm -hmm. why add that in there why does he have to sniff things and he does that in the sequel as well where he you know he's smelling people and looking at them and like it's yeah so uh and then for my last scary i have the very end uh the whole ending basically of him coming into the jail and taking dairy yeah uh, i thought was pretty scary and sad and then seeing dairy that shot of him at the very end Mm -hmm. i was like in real life i it wouldn't look like that but i see what you guys did there um but i'll get into that with visuals 
So that's all I have for my scary. Uh, what did you like about the acting and visuals or not like? Um, I liked that, like I said, the dynamic between the two leads were really well done. They seemed like a real, uh, you know, si- real siblings with their bickering and their dynamic. Um, but I think it also came from the writing as well. I think they were written pretty decent and then their, their performances kind of took it to the next level. Um, and Julia really enjoyed the acting when, <sighs> when he was just like, when, when, um, Derry was shooketh after being in the basement. It just like this is the way he's able to like switch over from being like from laughing to like in terror. I think this is really well done. And when Trish is at the end and she's like, You don't want him, take me. And she's just like crying and like pleading while trying to plead with the creeper. I really felt for her. And even the scene where they are staring at the creeper, um, take the tongue out of the head and she's just like she does that like non-blinking cry where she's just like looking at him and she's like what is he doing and you just see the tears go down her face like, that's a special kind of cry that's not the regular yeah that's that traumatized <laughs> cry right there that's the in shock <laughs> oh i wrote that down i was like ooh, ooh, i can't do that i can't pull that's off that. the that's the i'm gonna have ptsd mm-hmm. later cry <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the performances. As for the effects, I do feel like um, the effects are a little bit dated in terms of the makeup and stuff. Um, but I feel like that might have been in combination with the budget. I'm not really sure how much the budget was, um, even though I have IMDb pulled up here. Um, but yeah, it just didn't age super well um but it's still fun you like you know what they were trying to accomplish it doesn't come off as like a cheese fest of a movie um but i do have some notes for visuals in here quite a few to be exact uh so for visuals the shot where they're they have the cops following them and there's a I guess a uh, not really a tracking shot, but they are usually like they're using a crane kind of to go between cars. So they you see what the cars the cops are talking about, and then you move. They're still driving, and then you like move over, you slide over to the left, and then you see what uh, Derry and Trish are talking about. And I thought that was a cool shot. Um, when there you see the front shot of Derry and Trish in their car and in the background you see the creeper standing on top of the cop car I think that's one of my favorite shots in the movie um because it's so quick and it's kind of just like you kind of have to gasp you're like oh shoot he's right there there's a shot of when Derry is in the basement of the church and he bends down to tie his shoe and there's another shot again of stuff in the background he's tying his shoe in the foreground and in the background you see the bodies and it's kind of like in the upper left hand side of the screen um and i think that was a well like composition shot um the use of practical sets um there's no like you know green screens or anything like that uh I really appreciate the use of practical sets and there's a lot of them in this movie (laughs) lots and lots of them Uh, but I also enjoyed the shot of the creeper 
like once the movie turns dark, like once it goes to nighttime, there's a lot of great visuals in this movie dealing with silhouettes. And there's a shot of the creeper pulling the tongue out of the the cop's head. And it's just a, a big silhouette. And the way you just see the tongue specifically, like, because you're like, what is he doing? And then you see the tongue coming out. I think that was a well done shot. And and the shot where uh, they are talking about the creeper and like he needs to eat to see and yada yada. While that monologue is going on, you see the the truck pull up the police station, um, and you see like his stubby leg with some gross ASMR, by the way, <laughs> and the way he just limps away. I think that was a great uh, visual. And it's one of my favorite parts in the movie. It's like a very short shot, but I enjoy it. And I think that's it. I think that's all the visual notes I have in this movie. Cool beans. You had a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a, a lot to add. Um, very few. So I wanted to note the very opening shot uh, where it's just a wide shot of the highway and you see heat waves and uh, Derry and Trish's car uh, driving through the heat waves and I always like I don't know why but capturing heat waves on camera is always like kind of a neat thing to me uh, and it it also to me just shows the kind of turmoil that they're driving into mm-hmm. uh, so I thought that was good symbolism as well everything is symbolism to me though <laughs> uh, <laughs> So then I also thought the visual effects were really decent for the time, 2001. I mean, there wasn't as much as there is today uh, with visuals. And I feel like the creeper makeup was believable Mm -hmm. enough uh, to where it wasn't cheesy. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I think of 2001 and visual effects, I think of, like Resident Evil and Spawn, mm-hmm. uh, other movies that came out around that time. And Spawn had some real cheesy makeup <laughs> effects and CGI effects. Yeah. That just the CGI made it look like Power Rangers almost. Uh, but people what, love it for the cheese factor. But I feel like with this, because they had to make him come off as human for the first bit of the movie, uh, they I feel like they didn't want to do like too much uh, with the makeup. I feel like the simplicity of it worked out in their favor, making like a suit for him to wear. Uh, So he looks more humanoid. And then he has these weird features like, uh, you know, his mouth uh, thing and, you know, the talons and his wings. Uh, I feel like, the acting was really good, um, believable, but also, I mean, it was believable to the point where, like, you're getting mad at people yeah. because, like, why are you doing that? Oh, yeah, you're written to do that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I did have, there was one thing visually that kind of confused me and I had kind of an issue with and it was the makeup at the very end for Derry, uh, where his eyes are missing mm-hmm. and you can see through his head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did he carve out the whole back part of his head to get his eyes? 
because he could have pulled them out from the front and he wouldn't be able to see through his whole head because there would still be... Yeah, I'm assuming you know, he just like caved off his, of his brain. I think he did his brain and his eyes. That's what I always grew up thinking, at least. Maybe, but then like the whole top part of his head and like the side wasn't damaged. It almost looked like a mask with like the eyes missing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it looked like, actually. And so I, I'm like, why would there be that big of a hole and you'd see right through? Like, it was just too clean. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, that's just me. I I feel like they're, like, considering they only showed that part of him. Um, so we don't know what he did with the rest of his head and his body. But it looks like it, everything else is still intact. Yeah. Uh, the way he was strung up. So I, I just felt like that was a weird choice to have. It, I understand they wanted to set up that shot of JC looking through his eye and, you know, having his eyes. And, but, you know, I don't know. I thought that could have been done a little bit differently to just, just make it more believable. Like, gore it up a bit more so that you can see oh he like cut more than just his eyes because it was too clean um of a makeup for me but let's get into the most anticipated part of the show because i got a whole paragraph y'all i wrote an essay um <laughs> this is called where did they f up where did, Where they, did F they F up? up? I don't even know when we started singing that in like as far as the series goes. But gonna have to go back. Listen. <laughs> we love it so much. We love it so much. You just started singing every time <laughs> it's time for the F ups. <laughs> so where did they F up, Mark? Uh, quite a few times. Uh <sighs> oh my God. Genesis F up. It's just you know. If you see someone dumping a body into a cellar, just call the cops. Just call the cops. And like we said, it's it's mostly how they're written. Like it's it's a huge f up, and it's so annoying. But because you want to know what the mystery is and what the deal is, you just let it slide. <laughs> um, and the performances are so good that you just let it slide. But if those weren't the case, if that wasn't the case, I would be way more pissed off at the decision to go into the cellar because it's all it's all Derry's fault it's literally all Derry's fault he was just like oh you want you don't want to know why they dumped the body no I don't I really don't like either either way either way even if you decide to go into the cellar and like whatever you're still gonna have to call the cops regardless like you're still gonna have to call the cops about him ramming, ramming you off the road you're gonna have to call the cops regardless because of that anyways like they could have he could have called the cop and be like yo like there was this car that ran us off the road um and we need help they could have parked at the church and waited for the cops there that's all i'm gonna say um so that that's my main f up it's just call the cops and the fact that Derry was just so persistent and trish was just like yo like why do you want to why why um so that was super super stupid um I mean, that's my Genesis F up. And let me see. 
wanting to slide down the pipe. Like, not only are you here, but you want to slide down the pipe to see, like, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, call the cops. They need help. You can't help them if they're in a bag. <laughs> Story <laughs> Story knows I'm telling the truth. She knows I'm not lying. It's just facts. I'm just spouting facts. Like, like, what are you doing, Derry? And then gonna get mad at Trish for letting him go, bro. You were kicking at me. What do you expect me to do? Like, <laughs> I didn't know whether to put that in funny or f ups, but I put it in. Like, F-ups. I was mad at him. I was like, "How are you getting mad at Trish? Like, she literally didn't want to be here." And then you kicked at her a lot, saying rats and rats are coming out. Like, don't be passive aggressive, bruh. So yeah, him wanting to climb down the pipe was a huge f up because, like I said, either way you're gonna have to call the cops. So why are you going down a pipe? So that's an f up, and then that's pretty much the main two. Those two are like the main things that kind of start everything in motion. I'm gonna just let it be. But um, I also wanted to do- point out another cool ish. Um, this this movie kind of also utilizes one of the African American tropes in horror. Um, you know, is it Giselle? What's what's the woman's name? Yeah, Giselle. Giselle. So Jez. She we we've mentioned the one of the tropes before, including like the especially in The Shining. Uh, what's it called? I think it's called the I don't call it the Negro Savior or mm. the. <sighs> Isn't it called like Mystic? Something yeah, that's that's another one. Really? Yeah. So like Shining yeah. included too, including the Mystic, and then also the. Oh, I forgot. It's the Negro Savior. It's something along those lines where the black person's basically the sacrifice. Like, he, they kind of, like, sacrifice their life for the main character. And I totally forgot that Giselle stays alive in this movie. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So she's only one trope. <laughs> and that's the mystic. And the mystic is basically a African-American character that has some kind of ability or power and gives the main character's insight as to what is going on essentially so i just wanted to point out that trope out there um real quick but yeah you can keep you can continue okay my efforts you see this you see this it's a lot you guys a whole bunch whole bunch whole a whole bunch of them (laughs) whole bunch of them let's get into it all right so first my genesis effort Derry was driving see crazy first of all <laughs> when he was speeding and he went around that rv like he was equivalent to jc in that moment like mm-hmm. you have this car speeding up behind you riding your tail and you know they finally decide to go around and pass you up um i felt like he was the equivalent of JC there because it's like what you doing that for you just being crazy and then later lectured freaking Trish talking about you're gonna kill us slow down it's like no I would have been the same way I would have been the same way earlier weren't even in danger earlier (laughs) and then gonna yell at Trish and someone's trying to kill you and she's trying to put some distance between okay (laughs) let me go on let me move on so they keep staring at him they stare at him a lot so first when they're passing the church 
they did that thing where you know when traffic slowed down on the freeway because everyone's looking at the accident as they're passing by they pulled one of those and they just kept looking at him to the point where he noticed them looking at him and that's where they effed up yeah it's like it's like that thing in movies where you shouldn't look at the bully that the kid always make eye contact with the bully and then they're a target it's like don't look don't look why are you staring? You saw it was a body. Just keep going. <sighs> okay, then, like you said, you kind of mentioned this before, but them thinking they can save someone. I was like, what are you going to do? Exactly. They don't have any weapons. They don't have, all they have was a flashlight. Literally, yeah. It was like dead by daylight. All they have was a flash. It all comes dead de- 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 by daylight, you guys. It all comes back. It all, <laughs> all comes back. All full circle. JC is going to be in. in Brad, that would be so amazing. That would be so amazing. I know it. I know it because it's too much. Too much. Too coincidental. Uh, so, yeah, they didn't have any weapons. The cell phone was dying. Um, so I'm like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Nothing what can you do for them. And then also, the the other reason why it's an FF is because they were thrown down a pipe. You think they're gonna survive? That? Exactly. Exactly. Tied with rope and got a sheet around them. You could see blood on it, so you can tell they were injured. And then they were thrown down a pipe. <laughs> into what they thought was a sewage system you think they survived because look Jerry's <laughs> main argument was that they're still alive bruh and then he was like they're oh because Chris was like oh let's go get let's call the cops and he was like we're f- so far from the cops right now it's like well you're gonna have to call the cops anyway like yeah <laughs> and he was like what if that was you then I would be dead motherfucker let's go like I don't understand <sighs> I don't understand. I don't understand. And then the person died anyway. Like you did nothing. Nothing. You don't know CPR. You couldn't do anything. You did nothing. Nothing. All he this was for nothing. Lungs. This movie was for nothing. This all happened for no reason this because he ended up dying. No reason. And the, the creeper's still out here. Like no reason. Yeah, Trish still gonna get beat by her boyfriend, <laughs> and the creeper's still out. <laughs> wow. There. Yeah, I've been mad at Trish the whole movie, let me tell you. <laughs> I just watched it this morning at 6 a.m. Oh, shoot. Okay? <laughs> let me tell you, Trish is in my F-ups numerous times. I said, sis. <laughs> I called her sis in my notes. I said, sis, you're only looking in one direction. <laughs> so when she was looking out for the <laughs> for JC to come back in the truck, she had her back turned to one side of the highway i'm like he came from he left in that direction that your back is facing yeah why are you looking sis (laughs) and then that truck crept up on her again i'm like you can't hear it there's no noise outside whatsoever you can't hear a big truck approaching she could have flagged that person down and got help so i'm upset with her and then trish again back to back she's insensitive her brother 
you know there is a body thrown down there and then your brother comes back he looks he looks like he's in shock he looks traumatized you know he's acting out of character and she's like geez will you say something you're freaking me out you're scaring me uh why are you being weird you need to say something mm-hmm. you need to uh and just like yapping at yep, yep, I'm yep. like, girl he's literally in shock and traumatized he's wounded he's you know, mm-hmm. he's seen something. He's seen it. And then once he tell her, she doesn't believe him. Yep. And it's like, so you think he's just acting that way for fun? Just for fun and like, giggles. I feel like this is all Trisha's fault, if I'm <laughs> to be honest. Because even after, even though it's his dumb idea, he was the Genesis effort. I'm not going to take that away from him. <laughs> but she... She spent a lot of time downplaying the situation and she just, let me go on. Let me tell you, let me tell you. They don't pay attention. I wrote that in my notes. They don't pay attention. The whole movie, they're bickering and not look, not being aware of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. But I knew there was somebody that was a possible serial killer that was out to get me sniffing my underwear mm-hmm. Like, and they're I in Florida, be, which makes it more sketchy. Ice peeled, ice peeled. It's always a Florida man. <laughs> always a Florida man. Okay, then they were watching him again. They started watching him again. So when he got the cop's head, and from the moment he got out the cop mm-hmm. car, I would have turned around and booked it. Yeah. She watched him get out the car and then slowly backed up and then went to the car. And then once they got in the car, she just stared. Yep. They both did. They just stared at him. And they're like, oh, what is he doing? I don't give a damn <laughs> what he's doing. That's not my business. That is his business. My business is on the road somewhere else, not here. My business is not in this place. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm so upset. So then... They sit around waiting too much. They they always sitting around and waiting. So they uh they sat and uh waited for the old lady to go in the house and check out JC and mm-hmm. like oh I gotta save my cat. Mm-hmm. I would have booked it then. I'm like cool a distraction. I would have treated her like Claudette <laughs> and Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Like, it all comes yeah, back. Keep him busy. I'm gonna go. <laughs> it all comes back to dead by daylight. <laughs> it changed my perspective. <laughs> like that's a, she's a sacrifice. Like just accept it. You know that old lady doesn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. He flew onto the roof. You think she's gonna win that fight? Run! I I was so mad. I was so mad. I was so mad. And then I said, just drive. So Trish again in the car dude standing in the middle of the road and she's like i'm a hidden they hit him she ran him over and then double tap like, oh he's not dead double yet. tap she had to double tap i'm like okay double tap fine but then she ran over him like three four more times <laughs> i'm like if you don't just drive if you don't just drive and then sat there and watched the wings come out of his back mm. girl if you don't drive if you don't just drive if you don't just drive. And then when she was like, oh, it's stuck in reverse. I would have been driving in reverse <laughs> for like 60 miles. I would have just been <laughs> looking behind me. I've been like, you watch the front. I'm looking behind us. I would just be 
just driving in reverse 60 miles <laughs> until we get to somewhere else talking about stuck in reverse but can you drive it though <laughs> is it drivable <laughs> and then i just said shut up trish i don't even know why <laughs> she just got on my nerves <laughs> oh my god and then i was the cops okay so at the end a whole demon comes into the precinct take somebody and go and then the next morning, they're just bringing people in, booking them, acting normal, nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm like, like mm. <laughs> I'm like, so you're not going to go after him? <laughs> they just watched him carry someone away. And they're like, oh, wow. What That's wild. Night, huh? <laughs> That's, a, That's wild, yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Trish is over here like, man, uh, <laughs> Oh, her parents Lord. pulled up parents got there quick too and they're like no you guys shouldn't come by the time uh you guys you know get here we'll already be home or something and it's like they got there pretty fast trish you should have probably let them come pick you up <laughs> but they probably would have died too who knows um yeah that's that's all for my efforts you reached the end of my F-ups, so many so many of them <laughs> Finally, most of them retreat. Most of them. <laughs> okay, so let's get into what makes it a horror movie and what are the themes. Uh, makes it a horror movie being in Florida. First of all, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no yeah. offense no, to my fl- no, Florida listeners. Um, <laughs> Florida has the most serial killers. I mean, just driving so. on an empty road and experiencing all this craziness. Because they were just minding their own business. That's the scary thing. Like, they were just trying to get home and they just get sucked in, into this nonsense. Um, coming across a literal demon that is eating body parts out here. Um, it's scary. It's scary. Um, and then for themes um i mean i don't know it's kind of i mean like we said considering what the director did it's kind of like weird context now um but you know predator predator and prey and i mean i'm just leaving it at that just predator predatory stuff um and siblings sibling uh sibling love uh, you get that a lot with Trish trying to sacrifice herself at the end. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay, that's some good some good stuff. Um, so obviously, you guys, it's the whole monster demon thing out here. Like, what's not scary about that? Coming out here, snatching bodies. Also, Also, the whole, like, immortality thing him being able to rebuild himself essentially mm-hmm. and regrow parts that's scary because how do you win how how can you possibly win a fight um if he wants you he's gonna get you pretty so much can't stop that won't stop. whole thing it's like inevitable mm-hmm. i don't like inevitable circumstances <laughs> where you're just prolonging your fate yep uh which I feel is what was what was happening uh, throughout the movie with uh, Derry. He was just prolonging his fate. Um, he kind of sealed it, and 
yeah, it was always it was always gonna be him. Um, for the themes, I had a really hard time, uh, with the themes, but I'm wondering if the writer saw himself in the creeper, mm-hmm. the fact that he created a monster called the creeper mm-hmm. that uh stalks his prey and takes what he kind of takes what he admires about a person Mm -hmm. um because he doesn't utilize the whole body he's like oh i like your eyes i want those Mm -hmm. oh i like your lungs i want that Mm um and then he keeps tokens and preserve things and i mentioned like the whole fetish thing earlier and Mm -hmm. it's like it makes it all the more scary uh knowing that background and how controversial this person's career was um so yeah I'm not really I'm not 100% sure about the theme but I I'm gonna do a reach and say that the creeper is somewhat of a representation of the writer yeah and that's my reach that's my reach stories reach um stories reach uh, what's your relationship status? Uh, we're dating. We're dating. Steady dating. Um, it's one of those movies I always forget about. Um, I actually need to buy it. <laughs> it's one of those movies I need to just own. So I don't know if that would just be ring on it, but you know, classic. Yeah, if you would, if you would buy it, it's it's put in. Yeah, ring I, I would buy it. I would buy it to be honest. Like when I was renting it on Amazon, I was like, I was like, I should just buy this movie. <laughs> it's it's a fun watch. I think it's a great movie to put on like a horror movie list for like Halloween. Um, it's just a fun film um, with writing and acting and stuff. It's it, it's fun. It's fun. Not saying it's like we're like. Let's see. How about an open marriage? Can we do that? Like an open marriage, like. I'll yeah, buy it, but yeah. you know, it's not my favorite. It's like, you know, there's go back to prospect. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like with all of our our put and rings put and ring on it's our open marriages, because you can always have more than one. Yeah. You can always have more than one. Uh so I would say for me, this is kind of a, a board hookup. Mm-hmm. or a netflix and chill like i always watch this movie just when it would come on tv um i'm surfing through the channels because i'm bored and i'm like oh well jeepers creepers and eh, nothing else is on i'll watch <laughs> that um because it's you know it's like oh well you know it doesn't it's not the worst thing you could watch um, so it's not like a one night stand, but mm-hmm. it's not something I'm ever really I'm ever gonna be in the mood to watch. Uh, I think it's because I prefer the sequel, um, the second movie over this one. Uh, so that might be why I feel like this the second one is just more eventful, and this one is kind of a drawn out cat and mouse chase. Mm-hmm. And uh, the effects, I think, got better with the sequel. Yeah. Um, and you're also following more characters. So you get to see how... I just liked it because it was almost like a battle royale type of thing. Like, 
he's like the arrow you shoot into the sky <laughs> and then everybody just runs oh my god everybody just takes off running in different directions and it's like who's he gonna get yeah you know, it, it was a fun watch whereas this one was more serious more cat and, and mouse uh yeah more cat and mouse and you know you're just you're waiting for that big you know finale that big final fight so yeah i would say this is a netflix and chill kind of thing like eh, i'm bored i'll swipe right on somebody and invite them over mm-hmm. you know so yeah that's that concludes the main segment of our show you guys that that was right i knew this was gonna be a fun episode i told mars i was like yeah this is gonna be a good episode because I already knew my F up, like in the first 20 minutes, I had five F ups. I was like, okay, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) So many. (laughs) So uh, now we're going to go into our music break and we'll come back with our Sounds Like a Horror Movie. Uh, We have another story from Reddit to read for you guys. So we hope you enjoy this break and stay tuned. Hey guys, uh, we are back, and before we get into our Sounds Like a Horror Movie for this week, I am going to say some businessy stuff. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at GoreFriends. Uh, we have an email, which is GoreFriendsPodcast at gmail.com. We have a Google Voice number, so if you want to call, leave a voicemail with some kind words, recommendation, or your own Sounds Like a Horror Movie, um, just check out the show notes of this episode, and you can leave a voicemail. We are on iTunes, so if you are listening on iTunes and... Um, you like the show enough uh just go ahead and leave a uh written review or just a five-star review we really appreciate it it just helps bump us up in the charts and makes it easier for people to find us we are on patreon so if you want to donate one five or ten dollars a month you can get various perks including in the five dollar tier you get um a gorgon sticker you get an invitation to our netflix parties and uh, we have Gore Friends TV, uh, which is going to have a new season very, very shortly. And last but not least, if you're a musical artist, uh, just hit us up on any of the avenues that I mentioned and show us our show us your stuff. And if we vibe to it, we'll play it on the show for free. So with that being said, we're going to go into our Sounds Like a Horror movie for this week. And this week it is taking from Reddit. <laughs> Um, posted by user eating the cookie um, and this was posted seven days ago um, and their post is literally called eat the cookie so I'm pretty sure they made the account just to write the story and get it off their chest wow <laughs> so go them get it off your chest friend <laughs> tell us tell us about tell it, us what friend. happened so this happened a few years ago while I was 
On a trip to Vegas with my friend, we went to a store to grab some basic things we had forgotten to pack and are greeted by a middle-aged worker at the store. By his accent, we could tell that he was from Latin America and being Latinas ourselves, it didn't seem weird when he snuck up, struck up a conversation with us. It felt more like camaraderie than anything else. Then suddenly, he pulled out a couple of cookies and sealed packets and handed them over. We thought, no big deal, probably something the store is handing out to all the customers and went about shopping. But we started noticing him kind of following us around the store, and he would be very insistent that we eat the cookies. At one point, saying things like, oh, I'll get in trouble with the boss if you don't eat them, which immediately read as BS to both of us. So we paid for our stuff and booked and booked it out of there, also threw the cookies away in the first garbage in the first garbage can we found. Nothing happened but this instance, but his insistence that we eat them right then and there, and the way he kept appearing throughout the store struck me as weird. Could they be drugged or something? They were sealed in plastic packages, so I'm not sure how. Also, this was a pretty big store and full of people, so realistically, what could he do to us there? Uh, what do you guys think? I think about it often, and sometimes I think I'm paranoid, but I'm not sure. Eat cake, anime. Eat cake. <laughs> That's what Ike said. Ike told anime to eat cake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, well then, this is my first time hearing this story, guys. And I don't know. It's weird that he kept following them in particular asking them to eat the cookies mm-hmm. and it's like why though yeah. why do you need me to, I would have been asking questions like why yeah why those particular cookies but if I have an allergy yeah why do you need me to eat the cookie um so I don't know if he was like playing a joke on them or if he was like not all there I don't know but it was just I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone trying to make me eat something while I'm just trying to shop in a store. Yeah. And it's like, what do you mean you're going to get in trouble if someone doesn't eat them? Like, do you just need someone need to give them away? Or, like, why do we need to eat mm-hmm. it? Why? Yeah. I have so many questions for him. A lot of questions. I want to interview him. <laughs> Let's find this man. Let's go to Vegas. Find this guy. Find, Hear his side. Hear his side. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very yeah. eerie, especially because it takes place in Vegas, which is obviously a tourist town. Um, yeah, anywhere, anytime I go traveling to somewhere new, I'm just very like, you know, you know, people are going to take advantage of tourists and people visiting and stuff like that. So my ears would have perked up immediately, immediately as well if he was like very persistent about it. Because honestly, if he was just like, oh, here's some free cookies from so-and-so because they're sealed so you're not going to think anything of it but the fact that he was kind of stalking that makes it even weirder um it kind of made me think they were maybe edibles perhaps that's what i kind of thought after reading this that they were just like cannabis infused cookies um but yeah i think the girls did the right thing when when was this is there a date for this like a year it was posted seven days ago and it happened a few years ago okay Okay, a few years ago. Well, cannabis isn't legal in Vegas. Oh, it is. They have dispensaries so, there. Well, it is now. Oh, back then, though. But it wasn't, a, yeah, it wasn't a few years ago. Yeah. So I'm like, 
Why are you so sketchy? I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know why he's being so sketchy. Like, it's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah. Eat the cookies or I'm going to get in trouble. Why? Who's your boss? Yeah, who is your boss? Who is like, was he a worker at the store? Who are you? I don't know. I don't see. Know. I don't know either. Because if you wear a red shirt to Target, everyone's gonna think you. Yeah, there, I've so done. I've been guilty of that. Work. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, he might not even have worked there. Like, yeah, could have just been a random guy in the store. Know. Um, but yeah, this was taken from the Creeper Encounters Reddit. Um, so if you get owl, I mean, you guys can just look it up on Reddit. It's just called Eat the Cookie. You guys can read it yourselves, read the comments, um, and just, you know, have your own take on the situation. But I don't think she was being paranoid. I think she did the right thing um, by throwing the cookies insta trash, insta into trash. That's crazy. And even if it's sealed, like, it's not possible to, like, make your own sealed packaging at home. True, true. So it's like can't trust nobody okay you guys well that concludes our show um if you have any sounds like a horror movies you'd like for us to read or play on the show uh please contact us at any of the avenues that mars mentioned earlier uh you can email us you can dm us you can uh leave a voicemail on our google voice number we won't answer it won't be awkward it just goes to our voicemail (laughs) and you just leave us a message and we play it on the show uh we've had someone send us an audio file Mm -hmm. so if you just want to if you have a voice recording feature on your phone you can just record something and email that to us um yeah we'll give you a shout out and you know appreciate it uh we just like hearing from you guys so hit us up and you know stay safe during these times uh don't stay out past curfew uh even if you're out there protesting uh just make sure you start heading home like an hour before the curfew because i know it takes a while to get out of yeah i can uh, imagine you know the middle of a protest group Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) It can take you a minute before you find your way out. And then you don't want to deal with any hostility for being out past curfew. Um, Yeah, stay safe. Keeping everyone in my thoughts and prayers. Hope you guys are doing well. Anything you want to add, Mars? Uh, Just stay safe, you guys. And, you know, we're we're still here and we've already posted our stance on social media so we are well aware of what's going on um uh, but you know i i really i'm a big advocate of trying to keep a level level head um during crazy times because we need some kind of lightheartedness during this craziness so that's why we are still here making episodes uh, we're not just disregarding what's going on in the world uh, we want to make sure that you know, we need some, like I said, some kind of ray of sunshine during these dark times um, because you see all the negativity in the news and it can just put you in a in a dark place. So we want to just be here to help you guys get out of that dark place for a little bit, um, even if it's just for an hour or so. Um, but we see the efforts that are out there and we appreciate you guys and we love you guys. True stories. That's facts. All right, you guys, well, we'll be signing off until next week for episode 50. Wow. And, well, yeah, 
We'll have to drop the surprise. We'll have to do a little something. Yeah, little some, some. Little some, some. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us for another episode, and we'll see and hear from you guys next time. Bye, Gorfriend. Bye.